Super Talk Mississippi media production. Are you tired of dents and scratches ruining the look of your car? Look no further than Porter's Body Shop in Brookhaven. Call us at 601-833-1861 or visit us online at portersbodyshopms.com. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View. I hope you're having a great day, uh, a great Tuesday. This is the show that celebrates every single day the people who make Coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. And I always add, makes Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. If you go back in shows that I've had over the past week, I've had so many inspiring conversations with people. Um, I always enjoy you know, checking in with Paige Roberts over in Jackson County and, and uh, Tish Williams. Over in uh, over in Hancock County. I mean, in fact, Tish was uh, up at up in Jackson when we talked, st- sitting in the rotunda uh, with with one of her compatriots talking about legislation, making sure that Stennis and the work that Stennis is doing, the Stennis partners are doing over at Stennis, uh, don't don't get off the radar screen. You know, it's so like I said, it's one of the most consequential. Uh, uh, you know, legislative sessions in a long time, and a lot of competing objectives, et cetera. So it's important for for leaders to go to Jackson and uh, spend time with their legislative representatives and and talk about that. Ashley Edwards and I had a great conversation about uh, the Ukrainian situation. It's uh, something that I think we it's on all of our minds, and it's I mean it's it's just a kind of a tough situation to have to sit and watch people uh, be slaughtered. It's just very very tough. Um, I also had a great visit with Gerard Gibbard uh, from Middays with Gerard Gibbard. And Gerard and I, you know, he came from technology. I came from digital technology, was a newspaper publisher. We share a lot of things in common. It was great to catch up with him. And I'm going to have him back about once a month and just talk about issues and how his show is going and and just talk about things that are that are interesting to the two of us. Also had Matt McDonald on from the Coast Coliseum. Matt had a really serious health scare recently where he had some blood clots, and uh, he, he made through fine, and it was in ICU for a few days. But he told his story about, about the blood clots and, um, you know, how to listen to your body and pay attention because if you don't, it could kill you. And I really appreciate Matt coming forward and telling his story. He said his life's an open book because he's former, you know, politician from over in Ocean Springs and feels like when he, when you head to Coast Coliseum that your life is an open book. And in this case, he really wanted it to be an open book so he could help people. So it's been, it's been terrific. I, I want to, I, I really look forward to this next conversation. We're going to spend an entire show today with my friend Craig Ray, who's the executive director for Visit Mississippi. That's a division of the Mississippi Development Authority and someone who I've had a long-standing relationship with and just think the world of him. I've been on the show a bunch of times, but anyway, before we go any further, let me welcome you back to Coastview, my friend. How you doing, Craig? I'm doing great. Good morning from Jackson. Beautiful Chamber of Commerce weather. Last two days, uh, tourism is booming here in Mississippi, and I'm so glad to be on your show again. Thanks for having me, Ricky. It's good to see you. Look, we're pre-recording this show that we're doing today. It's going to play on Tuesday, but uh, because of trying to get the calendars in sync, this is when we could get together. But you had the opportunity to meet Captain 
uh, Jeff uh, Davini, uh, who is who is a commander over at the CB base in Gulfport, and uh, and during that conversation, I shared with him, and because this is his first stay here uh, in Gulfport, and of course he loves it here. He mentioned that, of course, but that you guys. The, the role that tourism played in the in the recovery so once we turn the switch back on cannot be overstated and we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the numbers here shortly but but tourism man we're that that I, I, could there be a more important uh, segment of the economy for Mississippi than tourism I think right now the answer would be no I, I mean it, it is you know we're the fourth largest industry in the state uh, you look at uh, even during the pandemic, with well, the year before the pandemic, uh, record numbers, $24.7 million, $6.7 billion in expenditures here in the state. Uh, you know, it's such an important part of the state overall. But then during the, the recovery time, you know, that those same dollars and those same visitors that were coming to the state and people in the state traveling uh, throughout the state, um, are important, but it's also to your visitor or your guests that you had, you know, that are serving here in, in the military for, for a time being for them, you know, their work and their serving, they are protecting our state, our country, but they need to have a good time while they're here. They <laughs> right. need some time off. They need the weekend getaways. They need to have fun. And that's another role for Mississippi is to say, you know, it's, it's not only the meetings and conventions and military they're here, but we want them to enjoy the time they're here. And that's another role for us that we've done well with. And, and our numbers reflect that, that, uh, that Mississippi has a lot to offer in every category. And it shows, and that's what we continue to do in our office. Well, my be best friend, uh, Terry Waldrop, who I fish and hunted with, we've just been friends our whole life. He's like like a brother to me. His daughter, Alex, is um, is a teacher and also my, my wife, Anne, and my godchild. And she's going to be marrying a CB pretty soon. And his name is Logan, and he's an amazing young man. I uh, love spending time with him. But, you know, I'm thankful for the CB base that it delivered Logan to our community and Alex, and he got to meet each other. And, you know, hopefully the rest will be history. But you hear that over and over again. People f come here, fall in love with somebody or fall in love with this community. A lot fall in love with this community. And while they may transfer out of here, they uh, a large number of them pick coastal Mississippi as a place to retire or pick Mississippi as a place to retire. Uh, Mississippi's actual you know, ability to attract the military in retirement, man, it's one of the best records in the entire United States. So there has to be something good here. And the opportunity to do staycations and all of that is, uh, I'm sure it factors into the overall quality of life scenario that they're considering. Don't you think? It sure does. And one of the Governor Reeves and his, you know, long range plan for us is, Obviously, one is to increase our number of visitors, which we have a goal of 30 million. We were pre-pandemic at 24.7 million, so we feel like we were moving forward, and we are right now. But also, it is to get more people to retire here, to come here, visit, fall in love with Mississippi, and when that time comes, whether it be military or normal travelers, uh, to fall in love with the state and 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 to be here obviously you hear about the economic development getting our our kids that go to college uh, to the brain drain to stay here and that's important but it's also to 
you know, our, our visitors, I, I have so many stories of people that uh, have come to Mississippi and fallen in love and moved here. And we need more and more and more of those. And yeah. uh, many great stories from the Delta. You, you've been to many of our Delta towns where people from California and L.A. have come to visit Clarksdale and and, uh, and fall in love with the town. And they've moved there and retired there and Natchez and Vicksburg. You know, th those are so many great stories. So those are themes that uh, intertwine with our message and what we're doing. Gosh, really, it's a, there's a lot to unwrap, and I want to remind people what Visit Mississippi is all about. But before we go there and then talk about all the incredible things that you can do in Mississippi and really talk about some of the numbers, you know, what's, 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 the, what's the sort of state of affairs in Mississippi tourism? We'll talk about some of that as well. Hey, let's, let's, let's take a step back for a second. And, um, you know, you and I have a very dear uh, mutual friend and Steve Azar, the who who because of your leadership and that of uh, Phil Bryant and then of course of of, of uh, Governor Tate Reeves is a music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi. He's been on this show many times. Has the show in a Mississippi Minute on Super Talk. And uh, as Kyle said about him when we were talking recently about one Mississippi and the the song that was commissioned to be written by Steve by Governor Phil Bryant that the fact that that song. Is moving its way through the legislature to become the state song for Mississippi. Kyle said of, of Steve that it literally could not happen to a nicer man or someone who's not, who is more uh, more dedicated and, and more in love with the state of Mississippi. I mean, this is a, a pinnacle moment, and I hope to goodness, not just for Steve, but for our state, that we were able to adopt that, that song, One Mississippi is the New State Song. But aren't you happy for Steve? I'm very happy for Steve. I've truly been a part of, uh, I'm not always a fan of using the word process, but uh, been a big fan of having Steve as our ambassador and creating this role. I, I hesitated in the beginning because I knew I was gonna, it would create a lot of extra work for me. I didn't know this person, how we would work it into our advertising and Steve and I become best friends. He is such a real ambassador for the state of Mississippi. And we, we talked about the idea of writing the song during the bicentennial and then uh, how, it, how it could be used going forward. It, it's, it's just been an amazing ride. And this song is, speaks so much to Mississippi. I'm so excited for him, excited for the state. We need, we need a new flag. We've got the new flag. We need a new song. And and Steve's song is the right one, and it looks like it's working itself through the process, the legislators, and I feel like within a day or so, it's going to be official. So I hope so. I hope so. Really excited for him. We're coming to the end of this segment. Why don't we, we'll shift gears when we come back after the break and continue our conversation with Craig Ray from Visit Mississippi. We'll see you right after the break. See you in just a second.
subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. So uh, I've got Craig Ray, who's the executive director of Visit Mississippi for the Mississippi Development Authority. And when we went to break, we were talking about a new state song, One Mississippi, that I've talked about numerous times here on Coast View. If you've, you've been a regular listener, you've, you've heard the entire over five-minute song. You've heard my conversations with Steve Azar. And the history of the current state song, which was literally commissioned by Ross Barnett, um, and it was uh, it was a song called "Go Mississippi," and it used this tune that came from his 1959 uh, campaign. And if you go look at the words to that, it's all about. It's all about the wrong kind of message in this day and time. It's a, quite amazing. It was sort of an anti-integration song, and uh, it was literally uh, unleashed the, the day before uh, the Ole Miss riots as a result of uh, James Meredith being introduced into the uh, you know Ole Miss University. So it's got a bad history, and I think if you know if people really understood the history, would there have been a big effort underway a long time ago to change this? But there have been some efforts along the way, but they didn't make it out of committee. And in this case, when you see when you to know Steve Azar and his and the, all the songs that he's written about Mississippi and to see it all sort of culminate into this song, One Mississippi, that literally covers every aspect of life in Mississippi, what's so great about this amazing state. Um, you know, the time is now. And I'm really thrilled that the lieutenant governor and the Speaker of the House, Speaker of the House actually originally uh, himself introduced a bill to, to make One Mississippi the state song. Uh, the developments continue to be very positive uh, as, as a lieutenant and the governor referred to it recently, said it's, it's on a rocket ship. Um, it's, the, it's the right time to do this. And um, hey, so anything else about one Mississippi before we shift gears? I, I have a couple of things I want to say about Steve before we get too far away from Steve. But let's let's finish the part about one Mississippi. Yes, there was a, there was a time once, uh, you know, Steve was our officially our ambassador for the state for Visit Mississippi and all the projects we were working together. We, uh, decided on this this song project, and he had written this song, and and he shared it with uh, Governor Bryant, who led the way through this project at, at the time. And, and then once it was written, before it was recorded, I, I had recommended to to Steve, so look, let's record this in Mississippi, not in Nashville. Not, you know, let, let's do this right. But there is a recording studio in the new arts and entertainment experience in Meridian. There is a truly a recording studio that anybody can use. And there had been one song or one interview, anything had been recorded in that studio yet. It had been in, uh, the museum had been open for about a year or so. And it's called the Governor's Recording Studio. Governor Bryant had put this in the, the bill for funding for this project for things like this. I said, well, let's, make a big deal out of this let's record it there have an event record it so in my old school i'm old and that i'm 59 years old but i grew up with mtv of course you need a video when you have a song so i said let's yeah. do a video of you recording the song and 
let's see where it goes from there. So that's what we did. We, we made a, a two or three day event out of this, recorded it, and the governor was there and had all of his artists. And so we, it's recorded in Mississippi at one of our new famous uh, museum properties. So it's written in Mississippi, recorded in Mississippi, produced in Mississippi. I mean, it is authentic as it gets. And if you haven't seen the video yet, we'll, we'll call on Steve to share that with you. It's a really cool, fun video of the making of the song. And and so once the song is approved, which I feel that it will, it, it, it's gone through the Rules Committee in the Senate. It should go to the floor. The Senate will pass, I believe. And then it goes to the governor for signature. And so within a couple of weeks, we should be celebrating uh, the new song. But it's it it's on the path. So there is a good story behind the story, as we say, and it's a great story for Mississippi. You know, have a new flag, have a new song for all the right reasons. Happy for Steve, and uh, happy for Mississippi because it, it it is truly a good message that uh, ages you know two, three, four, five years old all the way up to our age will enjoy this message that we can truly from our hearts share with the world it is so special and we've shown the entire video here on on Kosfiu and have uh, you know, really worked hard to keep it you know front of mind for folks because it's something we need to do but yeah you know, i had the opportunity uh i think maybe three different times to visit with steve on his show uh, in a Mississippi minute, and I really enjoy that. It's fun to sort of flip the table on him and let him be the guy that asks the questions. But um, one of the stories he told was about when you, I'm assuming you went over with them over to uh, to England to do the blues marker there. Yes, in Liverpool. He talked about, yeah. Yeah, he talked about being in uh, a restaurant there, and the, the chef came out and found out that Steve was from Mississippi, and he mentioned that he was a music and cultural ambassador from Mississippi, but but the chef just couldn't talk to him enough about venison and his different, you know, you know his different recipes and the hunting in the Mississippi Delta and, you know, the music scene there. And, I mean, you never know where these conversations are going to go, going to play out, but I thought it was interesting because, obviously, people, it's good for people to hear that conversation, but to be reminded of the incredible British blues movement that, that transpired as a result of, of the Mississippi Delta, Bob Dylan and Keith Richards and Robert Plant and, and this long list of people that have been incredibly impacted by, you know, people like Robert Johnson, who, who you know, what, what an incredible impact he had and so many other blues musicians, the worldwide impact that they had is incredible. And that's, I'm assuming that's why you were in Liverpool. We were. It was as this blues trail has grown from Mississippi and We've honored the uh, the outreach of the blues uh, influence and experience. We're in about 175 blues trail markers in Mississippi. Then we're in seven states in the United States and five countries where we recognize not only artists from Mississippi or the influence of the blues in those states to include Buddy Guy in Louisiana, uh, to the blues, uh, the uh the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles, and the particular event that we Steve was referring to was uh, Liverpool. Um, we chose, of course, we we have several more lined up in London, but 
the influence that Liverpool has on the music industry, not just blues, and that it, it truly was the area of export and that before there was air travel, the only way you can get to the United States were ocean liners from Liverpool. That was the truly the port to include the Titanic. Um, but it was the place for music coming in and going out to all of Europe. And so we chose Liverpool as the place uh, to specifically highlight the Cavern Club, if you're familiar with the Cavern Club and, and the, uh, the influence that has had on world music. And, and easily 50% of the headliners over the years at this club and through Liverpool have been from Mississippi. And, and so, so the highlight of this marker was, was it, it was the influence of the Europeans. And everybody thinks, oh, the Beatles are from Liverpool, so they would be number one and others. But it was actually the Rolling Stones who were the most influential from the blues. Their first album was 100% Mississippi blues artist cover on their very first album. And so the history of Liverpool Yes, it includes the Beatles, but Led Zeppelin and, and many others th that were influenced by, but also many Mississippians that performed <laughs> in Liverpool. Uh, so it's a really cool story. And we are front and center world headline news for this story. So, it, yeah, it, it was a great event. Steve came with us as our ambassador. And it, it's a uh, as I would tell people when you travel the world, make sure you go to Liverpool and, and see our Mississippi heritage there front and center. Of course, you know, Steve's in uh, in Spain as we speak with his wife and his daughter, and I've been in touch with him, and I'm sure you have as well, but he's loving it there. But everywhere he goes, man, he represents this incredible state. I love this story, incidentally, and we, we don't have time to get into the details of it, so we'll shift gears here in a second. But the Delta Blues Museum and the impact it has had on young artists, and I, I can't help but think of people like Kingfish Ingram. Yes. For people who don't know Kingfish Ingram, you ought to look him up. Just an incredible brilliant uh, blues musician from the Delta. And now you have the, you know, when Kingfish goes to Europe, I mean, he's a star. <laughs> and and we, a lot of our uh, yes. Delta musicians, when they go to Europe, they're stars. And in some ways, we've sort of forgotten or maybe lost a bit of appreciation for the impact that they've had on worldwide music scene. And, we, and, and your effort through the blues music, th through the blues trail, and uh, and you know others like uh, like I, I obviously I can't help but think about our friend Bill Luckett who passed away recently. The work that he's done with the Ground Blues Zero Club, Ground Zero Blues Club, is really important. But let, let's do this. We'll finish this part of the conversation. We'll shift gears and get to some of the numbers here in a second. But when we continue our conversation with uh, Craig Ray from Visit Mississippi, we'll see you at this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews, brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Supertalk 103.1 FM. 
Welcome back to Coast View. It's always fun to visit with my dear friend, Craig Ray from Visit Mississippi. When we went to the break, we were sort of reminiscing a bit on the, the impact blues has had on Mississippi. One of the smartest things we ever did in Mississippi is create the blues trail. There are other trails. I mean, think about it. I mean, if you think about Mississippi as the birthplace of American music, I mean, that's where the, we're, you know, we're where the king of rock and roll came from, the father of country music, the king of blues. All came from Mississippi. I mean, the impact has been unbelievable. But I want to come back just real quick, back to the Delta for a second, and specifically to Clarksdale. Um, when Morgan Freeman and Bill Luckett walked around the the literally vacant streets of Clarksdale and had this goal to create the Ground Zero Blues Club, it was uh, it was important. And I had this opportunity to have an hour long visit with Bill Luckett not long before he unfortunately uh, died uh, unexpectedly. And um, it was just a great conversation, and he shared his passion for what he and Mor- Morgan had worked so hard to do, and uh, it was just it was just incredible. And what he said, one of the things that he, one of the many things he said, that when he walked through on any given day, walked through the Ground uh, Zero Blues Club, that there might be fifty percent of the people who were there who were not from America. I mean, he named the countries that they're from. I mean, literally from Europe and Australia and all these different places. You've been there before and you've experienced that before. And I think, you know, it's exciting that we were going to have sort of the first um, new iteration of the Ground Zero Blues Club here in Biloxi, which I hope will find its place, but also be authentic in in a Biloxi sort of way. So it's not just, as I've called it, a Disney version of the original in Clarksdale. But what a great opportunity through those two facilities to uh, to kind of teach people why this is an important conversation to have in this state, isn't it? I really believe that it is, and that as we kind of maybe segue into the numbers that I've shared with you that we can talk about for travel over the last two years, kind of a weird time with, not kind of a weird time with COVID and start and stopping and how our numbers played out, but such a key, unique component of our state are the international travelers and they love our music and culinary cuisine period they love the delta they being our international travelers from 18 to 20 countries and they over the years have loved ground zero uh in clarksdale to not just the opportunity to possibly meet morgan freeman and bill lockett but it's a, such a cool venue and great music. You know, any night of the week you go there, it's great live music. And so the opportunity to have that same venue and that same dream owned by the same people, minus Bill at this point, but with Morgan, to have this dream as part of the dream while Bill was still alive. Uh, but to have this on the Gulf Coast and to bring our whole message of blues music to not just the Delta, because this music is all over the state. I'm excited for that. Again, our international market's been closed for two years uh, because of COVID. But now that our uh, the, the venue's open on the coast, I think it just could really create some even more opportunities for our travelers to visit the whole state, especially the coast. And I, I'm so, excited to have this new music venue opened up and this blues theme and and having morgan involved is is such a home run 
It, it really is. So let's let's shift gears a bit, and we don't we won't try to go through all the numbers. But when you sort sort of do a state of affairs for Mississippi tourism, as I said so many times on this show, that's one of the reasons why we recovered so rapidly once they flipped the switch back on to the economy. You look at Mississippi did well, but inside of that, tourism is one of the major drivers of that. Tourism has been. Uh, well, let's just do it this way. Just share with me some of the high points uh, when you look back at what what the economic driving capabilities are for tourism in Mississippi. Well, looking back over the last two years, what what we have a a word that we use in tourism, which was never used before. We have a level playing field. So. Uh, from all of our surrounding partners, Louisiana, Alabama, Tennessee, all of our SEC schools, surrounding schools, states, and, and around the country, around the world, is people couldn't travel. They could not travel. So when we're coming out from that time, we're, you're starting over, whether you're going to rebrand your state, whether you're going to have some new things to do, places to go to. Well, well, we were, the year before COVID, our fiscal year 2019 was a record year for Mississippi. We had 24.7 million visitors. We had $6.7 billion in expenditures. Those are record numbers second to Katrina, the year before Katrina in the state, before that happened. We were really moving in a great direction for tourism for the whole state. And so this was a full rebound recovery where we were. And so now to go through, uh, you know, just one year, 2020 of nothing, basically, it was kind of survival mode, a lot of in-state in -state tourism. People still, when they could, go into restaurants and could travel within, you know, the safety restrictions. But... You get to uh, so, so we our, our numbers went from twenty four point seven million dollars or twenty four point seven million visitors to almost like twenty million in, in that one year. That's four million fewer visitors, and it truly was because people were not traveling. I mean, it's not anything against us what we were doing, what we weren't doing. They just weren't able to. And then you go to two thousand. FY21, which were the numbers that I shared with y'all, um, you know, you get back up to that 23.4 million visitors. Um, the expenditures were actually more in last year than they were in our record year. And, and some of that might have been with inflation, but also, the, Ricky, there's so much pent up demand. So the people that were traveling, whatever they were doing, whether it's coming to the coast, uh, staying on, on the beach and, and staying longer and spending more money because they could. They were, hadn't been able to do anything for a year or whether going to the casinos, which a big advantage, um, uh, kudos to the industry and Governor Reeves of getting our casinos open earlier than other states and, and, and the benefits from that. Um, so so you put those those two together and our numbers, as you had referred to earlier in the show, we were actually ranked number one in the country on recovery. We got aggressive. We came out, did the best we could. But we really focused on our outdoor leisure, 
okay? It was hunting, fishing, biking, going to the blues trail, going to the country music trail, seeing our outdoor theaters, doing everything that we could in our outdoor world, which we have a lot to offer. So the numbers went in that direction and that people were still like, gosh, we, you know, we're, we're going through this time, but we still want to travel. We still want to do things. So when we were encouraging people when they were coming to Mississippi, it was like, hey, let's let's refocus on our outdoor side during this time frame. Not that it was never one of our leading indicators. So when I'm, I'm going over our numbers and I say, uh, you know, in the last and, and this year's Numbers are good, too, but we've gone almost two years now, Ricky, without an international indicator, okay? Meaning 2019 record year in all categories. We had 185,000 international travelers, and they spent $189 million, okay? Record numbers for us all through the years. And then you go for a year and a half to two years with zero, literally zero international travelers and expenditures and to see our numbers still increase and go well add back next year hopefully as the world international market has opened up and from mississippi to add that into the mix number of travelers number of expenditures uh so that as i'm handicapping my list here say what's missing what what how do you read between the lines? What are we doing? Well, that's, that is a number that will come back. And our international travelers love our music, culinary, history, uh, everything they were here before will come back. And so we're, we're looking for uh, those numbers uh, in our next round um, to be there. That's you know it's incredible though. I mean, I like the way I mean at a very high level, the the sum total of the more than twenty four million visitors that Mississippi had at one point was very highly composed of international travelers, and, and, and during the pandemic we didn't have them, and we still performed really well. I love that the Mississippians Mississippians chose to travel in Mississippi. I mean, yeah. what a, what an interesting thing. We talked a lot about staycations and taking it all in. Still an incredible opportunity. I tell people all the time, if you haven't been to the various trails, what you call the largest open-air museum in, in America, uh, you're really missing this incredible opportunity to go see the sights and sound that are literally every corner of the state. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Craig Ray, the executive director for Visit Mississippi. See you at this break for the final segment of Coast View. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. We have Craig Ray with us, the executive director for Visit Mississippi, and we were just talking about the overall tourism numbers for Mississippi. Just incredible how well 
tourism in Mississippi performed. What you mentioned is uh, on the just coming back to the international point during the break. You mentioned eighteen, nineteen different countries were coming to Mississippi, and you you were able to measure that. And of course, we were down for nearly two years and uh, virtually no measurable international visitors. And we're going to be turning that spigot back on. Back on. You can imagine probably that there. Their sort of, uh, you know, you know, their pent up demand is going to be significant. They're going to be headed back here, and and again, all these trails make a big difference. What's interesting to me, Craig, is uh, we have I, I released farm a farm in Chula, Mississippi, between uh, Greenwood and Blackhawk. You know this, and then over in Mentor City, and then I have a friend of mine who who hunts with me who owns land over in Itabina. I have a farmer friend of mine as well that lives there. But what's what's interesting. Is you can be out in the middle of nowhere. The one that, the, where where my friend owns a, a duck hole is near the birthplace of um, of um, uh, help me out here near Itabina. My mind just went blank. Burclair. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Where B.B. King was born. Yeah, where B.B. King was born. Thank you. My mind just went blank. I started to say another name, and it wasn't the right name, and I knew it wasn't. I didn't want to misspeak. But, yeah, B.B. King's. B.B. Um, King's birthplace. I mean, this is a blues marker in the middle of nowhere. And what's interesting about that is that you will come across cars from all over the United States just kind of driving through there. I, well, I'm amazed by that, but you're not amazed by it because you see it all the time, don't you? We do. I, I mean, if you go, I'll just use the Delta as an example. Of course, they frequent travelers to Jackson all around the state and at Bay being the international travelers. But you can go to any place, museums, hotels, uh, bed and breakfast locations in the Delta on any day of the week, and you might have 15 to 20 different countries there. And they are coming in unannounced. They're renting cars from Atlanta or flying into Memphis or flying into Dallas and driving through a lot of these international travelers. It's hard for us to track them because they're here for two to three weeks here in the United States and they, on their own agendas, these are not just group travel, but just wanderers, as we say in our new campaign. They 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 love the South. They love Mississippi. And we have so many represented. Of course, we have some states with more than others, but it, it's just unreal to see the uh, just the broad spectrum of people that are coming in from around the world. When you okay, so when you look, casinos obviously are a huge part of the overall mix. I mean, they yeah. what the casinos did, and I said this before, you and I discussed this, but what the casinos did to sort of prepare themselves for creating as, ha- as safe an environment as possible during the pandemic, literally there were casinos, companies all over the world watching what was happening in Mississippi and learning from us because we were one of the first to, in the world to really o- reopen for casinos. But what the casinos did to rally is just incredible to watch, man. You see the work that our restaurants did to get up to speed. You know, look the lodging association and what they did to get to get the lodging uh, where it needed to be. It took a team effort to for Mississippi to have the numbers that it has. It's not just great marketing. It's not just having you know what was was before the pandemic really good places for them to visit. But man, I mean, everybody had to be on the same team so that people we could follow through on our promise. And that is, you know, people felt safe in their cars. We wanted them to feel like they could have a safe vacation. 
action, and it, and and we were able to pull that off, weren't we? What well, we did, and Ricky, two other points to that too. You know, we to our even to our welcome centers uh, and how we were able to stay open within secure guidelines as people were traveling in the state. We also had a record year during the pandemic, record year of films being produced here at Mississippi because we created a secure environment for them. We, we, we came out quickly with a work with Dr. Dobbs and created a secure list for people to come here and make their films and we we had a record number during the pandemic because of our the casinos open our open being open and friendly and and working and you know doing everything we could through the pandemic to make it safe to travel uh make it uh available and and, and so yes the casinos yes all of our partners cvbs and and yes all all that we all did together put us in that category. You know, I had Nina Parikh, uh, director of Mississippi Film Office, on uh, not so not too long ago to hear the story of the evolving uh, film, you know, sort of incredible success for Mississippi. And she did. So, you know, she said the same thing that that we we, we were doing well, and we have, we have incentives in place, and all these things that we've done. But what's happened is in the post and the during the pandemic, more people have been introduced, more in the production film production arena have been introduced to Mississippi, and the interest in that part of what we do continues to kind of explode. It's just it's just really exciting. Hey, listen, we got less than a minute left. I'll give you the chance to have a final word. Well, I would just say, uh, first of all, I love your show, and I, and I appreciate what you do, not only for the coast, but your message for the state. And it, it's a message we all love to, as we could say, beat our chest and, and be proud of what we do. And let's talk about more of, of what we do. And we're excited. Uh, you know, our we're in fifth gear now. We are moving forward tourism you know from travel shows conventions golf tournaments we are open for business full-time and uh, just really excited about not just the numbers but people are traveling again if i can share one quick quote uh, we do a lot we participate in a national study longwoods international and they do these surveys twice a month with 3,000 travelers around the country. And the latest response was uh, 90% of the travelers polled. 90% have plans to travel in the next six months, meaning they booked travel airlines, rented a car, booked a hotel, and they're traveling. So the, the country is moving and we're moving with them. That's Thanks exciting, Craig. That's exciting, Craig Ray from Visit Mississippi. Thanks for visiting with us today, and we will see you tomorrow. Thank you. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.